question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how we're starting this off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had another coach coach over you? Oh, During my a class. <laughs> I have. Funny enough, we talked about it on yesterday's podcast with Libby more in a joking way. And, and the, you know, we could talk more about this, but let me hear what you think about this. So we're at a level one in Texas. Libby. Is this, re- is this recent? No, this is probably a year and a half ago. CrossFit okay. Iedo, I think it's called. Iedo. Um, CrossFit Edo, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like me, Libby, Abby Grove, okay. who, you know, part of the West Side team, super strong girl. I think mm-hmm. if she didn't have a baby like yesterday, she's about ready to pop. She's yeah, she's yeah, she's either uber pregnant or a mom already. Yeah. And this guy, Jeremy Graves. Do you know Jeremy? Uh yep. Yep. I just worked with him. He used to own CrossFit Monterey, and I just worked with him recently in Atlanta, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He texted me that you guys were working together. And I really liked the kid. But he was brand new on staff, like literally his third seminar, if that. I'm leading the muscle-up group. And you know the rule, Fern. Before, before the day, the, you know, the, the meeting that we have in the back room, it's like, hey, when a red shirt is talking, you don't talk. Right? And, then, you know, we'll always throw in – it's funny, you know, a little behind the curtains for you guys. At the level one meeting, we'll always say something like, Hey, if you have something to add, put your hand up. But it's kind of like a joke because you shouldn't have anything to add. No, no, you don't have anything to add. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm leading the muscle up Even group. if you have something to add, you do not have anything to add. Don't add it. I'm leading the muscle up group. And he, I don't even remember what it was, but he chimed in on something. He like added something to what I had done. So we wrap up the group and then Libby and I are just like cracking up because we're like, hey, you got anything else to add? Newbie? Like, you know? <laughs> Like, it's like my 200th seminar, and it's like his third. So that was it was so funny. Libby and I spoke about it yesterday. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, go check it out. Great conversation on just the female coach, just like what it means to be a female coach and all that. But, you know, at the box level, it probably didn't happen a ton to me, but I was an asshole and probably did it to a lot of my coaches. In fact, we talk about it in my book, have you heard of my book, Best Hour of Their Day? It's the best 60 minutes of the morning, yeah. <laughs> so we do talk about it in one of the chapters, but why do you ask? Uh, it got brought up recently because there was a, I think it was a level two that I, I had at our gym recently. Yeah, because James was there. And one of the coaches brought up a scenario where the owner was basically chiming in and, and would bring, so it was like, the scenario is like owner, newer coach older coach newer coaches on the floor and the owner basically brought in the experienced coach put them in a really awkward scenario to kind of help this newer person real time and this is this is one of those ones where you probably laugh at me when i when i have like when people are like hey do you ever and my answer is just no (laughs) and everybody's like what do you mean i'm like no don't ever do that like unless it is safety related it just looks so bad and you really, really hurt the other person by doing that. Like, even if you're in the right, it, it's just, it's so it's bad. A, and it's I, a I, lose-lose scenario. It's a lose-lose scenario. You look like a, uh, an asshole and they look incompetent and your members are confused because now they don't know who to go to or who to talk to or anything like that. So, and this question 
comes up a lot, which is, hey, should I intervene? Or what if somebody's chiming in on my class, right? That, that's the big question is like, do, are either one of those scenarios appropriate? So uh, what's your thoughts? Give me, give me both of those. Chiming in on your class or are you chiming in on somebody else's class? And, you know, I'd like to think if someone's chiming in on my class, I wouldn't be mad. If they're doing, you know, if you were there and you're like chiming in, I missed something. But chances are, you know, anyone chiming in on my class is probably not as experienced as I am. And that's not to say I couldn't have missed something. But I think like most things we discuss, whether it's chiming in on mine or me chiming in, it has to be done in a non-confrontational way that doesn't devalue the other person. But then my question is how, like in what scenario is that the case? You know what I mean? It's pretty rare. So I'll, I'll give you the example that is in the book. I don't, you know, I know probably most of the people are about to buy the book after hearing this and me talk about it. It's only one chapter. There's 29 other chapters. You should still buy the book. All right. Let's just make it obvious. Right. It's 32 just... pages long. He didn't have a lot to say. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm watching one of my newer coaches coach an on-ramp and he's coaching the push jerk. And you know, the old gym, there was kind of this like loft area that I can look down under the classes and I'm watching, mind you, from a really poor angle and no one is opening their hips. Zero of the 10 people in this on-ramp are opening their hips. And this guy, Clark, who I love, super nice guy. He's actually listens to the podcast. So I don't know if he knows he's the coach in there because I think I changed his name. So sorry, Clark, but yeah, you were sorry, shitty Clark. back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're good. Um, so you know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why is no one opening their hips? I go downstairs and I realize, hey, Clark, I need you to demo that again. I kind of pull them aside, show them, and I watch him and he doesn't open his hips. So then I'm running around like a lunatic trying to fix hip extension on these 10 people, but I'm just coming off like a crazy person. You know, they, they probably didn't even know who I was at the time because, you know, the gym was big. It, it was probably their second on-ramp class. They may not have ever met me, nor know my credentials and you shouldn't rely on that anyway. Like, I, Oh, I'm a level, you know, at the time I wasn't even level four. Right. So oh, I'm a good coach. Like you should listen to me. No, like this is your coach Clark. So I did not handle it. Well, stressed him out, pissed me off. The members are, you know, on-ramp participants are not enjoying themselves because I got this little old man running around screaming and you know, how could I've handled that better? I, I, I could have just introduced myself maybe and said something like, Hey, this is one of my favorite movements. Clark, do you mind if I hop in and help out for this? You know, or, or just not say anything. I think ultimately what it goes back to is why are you doing that? Did it really matter in that moment that 10 people weren't opening their hips? Sure. Like, but most importantly, no one was going to get hurt. That's the number one thing. If someone's going to get hurt, what's that? No, I was going to say like, I, I somewhat disagree. Like, what would happen had they, he finished that whole group and nobody opened their hip? Like, what would have been the repercussions of that? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Other nothing. Than, like, nothing you know, would have happened, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the question you have to ask yourself. Be like, oh, it's not happening. Like, so what? Like, you mean to tell me you've never missed hip extension? Like, all these people here were, like, you got them all good to go first day? Absolutely just, not. Just calm down. Like, and again, going, I think where you're going to go with this is who's that for? What is, who's that intervention for? That's really the point. Who is this for? I mean, the only time I would tell you, and this is a lesson, you know, I learned way back when in my yoga career, my instructor, my, you know, the person that taught me, 
was like, hey, I'll do whatever the coach says as long as I don't feel like I'm going to get hurt or teacher, whatever, you know. And, and I think that's the case. If I felt someone was going to hurt themselves, sure. And that should be something very simple. But this was a case where it's like, okay, so someone's not getting quite low enough. Someone's not opening their hips. Someone's not having active shoulders. What are we trying to change here? It's a scenario that I think people have often dealt with. And number one, my general rule, like unless it's safety related, that's the only time. Because uh, typically what happens, right? And it's not ultimately by intervening, you're not actually solving the problem. That's, that's actually the main takeaway. So somebody's not opening their hip. The coach is in there. He's missing it. She's missing it, whatever. You go in and you intervene and you get the, per the people to open their hip. That doesn't help the coach get people to open their hips. The right. coach just feels defeated now. They still have not learned anything in the process other than you don't trust them. And now neither do the members because they just saw you cut them their knees out from under them. So it, it's one of those things where like the, the, I understand the need to want to go in there and fix that, but you're actually making it worse just because what needs to happen is we need to coach that coach, you know? So even in the, even in instances of like when I have interns or when I do CDPs, I do not intervene, like unless it's something ridiculous that's going on. Like they said something that is so blatantly incorrect or it's a safety violation. That is when I'll intervene and I'll just say, hey, real quick, just want to make a quick change on that. I want you to do this instead of that or uh, we're going to do it this way. But typically I'm not going to intervene. You're, you're hurting that person's professional reputation with the members by doing that. <clears throat> Well, and that's it's not that important. Like you could talk about it after the class. So that, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, especially as the box <clears throat> owner, you know, it's one thing Jeremy does it to me. Like there's nothing to, I don't really care. But as the box owner, you do care because you want your members to trust this guy or girl. And now you've completely ruined that trust and made them look like, well, why should I take this guy's class? He doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, and that goes back to, like I said, yesterday's conversation with Libby. It was all about like, hey, what can we do as box owners to promote our coaches, female or male? But here are some of the things we should not do. And that's where, you know, you should be sitting back and evaluating your, the, your, coaching, your coaching staff. So there's, there's kind of two pieces to this, or there's two scenarios that unfold. The first one is you should not and nobody else should chime in. And if somebody were to chime in on my class, I would, I would probably – I wouldn't abruptly stop them, but as soon as I, there was a minute for me to break and get that back, I would do it. I wouldn't be like, hey, stop talking. Like that just creates this weird tension in the room and it becomes awkward, but <clears throat> probably let that person finish and then I just move on and probably don't even acknowledge it. Be like, hey, thanks for that input. That's great. And then we move on. And then I talk to the class, like, listen, unless I ask you to chime in, please don't do that. Like, so you're, you're not on the same page as I am. Typically you're not paying attention. Like you just decided you wanted to add that in. And again, was it that important? Like, why did you feel the need to chime in? Was that for you? Or was that like really going to be this mind blowing addition to the information that I was giving that, that the members are now all going to be, you know, world-class athletes? The answer is no, that's not what's going to happen. So I want to ask you two questions. One's coaching related. One is life related. Coaching related would be when is the appropriate time? And then the life-related one would be, isn't this just a reflection? I don't mean to get really deep and philosophical on you this morning, mm -hmm. Fern, but isn't this just a reflection of the world? Like people 
think they are more important. And they think what they are about to say is way better and way more. I just, having been on seminar staff for so long and listening to so many lectures, as you know, it's like you see when people are delivering stuff or even the participants, you know, because they want to and they think it's important versus like, I'm just talking. Yeah. So the first one is, when is it okay? The, the first one is obviously if you see something safety related, if, if the coach is missing something where there is an injury about to happen or there's going to be an, a scenario that will unfold that would potentially create an unsafe in, environment, then go ahead and step in. <clears throat> and typically when you do that, what, the best way to do it is just make it known to the coach. So you don't have to do it. You just need to bring it to their attention. And you can do that very subtle. You can just walk by when nobody notices and say, hey, um, so-and-so over there's got way too damn much weight on the bar. You need to take that off. And nobody is the wiser, right? They don't know that you made that decision or that you told them to rearrange the room or that you told them to switch the workout because what they're about to do is going to be a logistical nightmare. I've done that before, but, I, but nobody knows I do it. Like you're not trying to make the coach look good. I, you need to be of the mindset to me. This is a, this is a concept in the book um, uh, Story Brand, which is if you chime in, you're trying to make yourself the hero. Make yeah, the, exactly. make the make the coach the hero. Give them the tools. Make them aware so that they can solve the problem. Because now what you've done is now I've created another general. Right? People are like, oh, they caught that. That's great. I see that they did that. That ran really, really well. So don't do it for you. The only other time I think it's appropriate is when asked. And I've had that before. I've had a coach. Literally, I was walking through the gym. And he was like, hey, can you take everybody through this progression on the rower? And I'm like, sure, cool. But that was at the request of the coach on the floor. And then now that person now has that, you know, that teaching point, but it was at their request outside of that. Almost never. Like I can think of very few scenarios where that would be appropriate. And as and that's a, gym a owner, very different, but that's a very yeah. different scenario. When someone yeah, asks you to do it, you're, you're there. Yeah, they for want sure. you to, you're helping them out. Now the other scenario that people get caught up in is if I'm the coach and you're a coach and you're taking my class and somebody goes and asks you, what they should do. So this is the other kind of weird scenario. And this is where a lot of people make a mistake. What do you do in that scenario? That's tough because when I was at North Naples, I would take classes every day and people kind of look at you like you're the coach. They're, they're, I think there are kind of two things. One, it's a simple thing. So one would be like, hey, Jay, what, you know, what should I do for this? okay, this is a simple, quick answer. No one else realizes we're kind of having this conversation and I don't feel like I'm stepping on the coach's toes. The other one would often be like, what weight should I do? I'm like, ask Matt, ask yeah. Dario, you know, and he's the coach. And yes, I know what weight you should do. You took my class yesterday, you know, or whatnot. But, but let me say one, I'm here to work out too. I'm not here to dig. It's like, It'd be like a chef coming to your house. You're making dinner. You'd be like, hey, hey, you mind just cooking up a little bit for me? Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm off today. Like, I'm yeah. working out, right? So there's there's that. But also just, I think it was just that awareness of, like, I don't want to step on his toes. And and don't get me wrong. If Matt got preoccupied or Matt, I you know, the coaches also know me and they knew I wasn't purposely ever doing that. So if I did it, I felt confident in it. But it was more so just like, hey, go ask. Just direct them to the coach. Like, it's not my class. I don't know what he wants. He, you know, go ask him. And, and when you give this answer, don't, 
don't be the weird person who's like deflecting. Don't just be like, I can't answer that question because he's the coach. Like that's just a really crappy way to answer it. Just give them something to the tune of, Hey, go talk to coach. Like I, I actually wasn't watching you warm up and, and haven't been paying attention to you because I'm working out. Like he's probably the better option at this point for, for, for advice. So that way I've, I haven't punted and said, no, I'm not allowed even though, because what that it suggests is I have a better answer, but I'm not allowed to give you the answer right now. So you don't want to be that guy or gal or gal either. So that's true. That's a really good point. Like how you answer that could, you could still devalue the coach. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Be like, yeah, I mean, I definitely know what to do, but you know, Jay's the coach, uh, but let me know what he says. And then I'll double, like, don't do any of that crap. Like just, just don't do that. Uh, and again, if you have something to address or something to add, then you need to go to the coach. And if you can't get to the coach, then quite frankly, it's not that important. Yeah, and, and, and let me also do this, say this. There are times where I am in a busy class and I'm helping out as the athlete, but I know the coach appreciates it because it's so busy that he might not be able to get to everybody. So there's, mm-hmm. there's that opportunity. But again, it really comes, I think, you know, so much of what we talk about is just coming down to intention. Right, and that, even that scenario can be solved very simply, which is if you ha- have the wherewithal to, to see that there's a potential where this coach who might not be as experienced as you, or they are just as, as experienced as you, but you realize this is a lot, just walk by again. Have, this, have a professional courtesy to communicate with the other person and say, hey, if at any point you need me, just tag me in. I'm here. I'm here for you. Like I know I'm in the class, but at some point, if you need me to do something, say the word and I'm yours. Otherwise I'm here to work out. And at that point they're like, okay, cool. I will, I will do that. So like we have protocols like that for CrossFit Rife. And the first protocol is like, do not talk over the other coach. Like do not chime in on their class. Don't do any of that stuff unless it's safety related. The second protocol is, and we may have talked about this, is the coach has the authority to pull another coach out of the class to basically be a secondary coach if they feel that's needed, if I need a second set of eyes. And everybody on staff knows that. Everybody knows that at any point, like I could have to, def- I could have to defer some of my warm up to assist in the class, and that's totally fine. Um, and that way, everybody feels comfortable doing it. <clears throat> so, is that something you tell your your coaching staff to be prepared for? Yeah, everybody knows. That's the rule. Be like, hey, listen, if you're in the class, the coach who's on the floor owns the space. Like they can tell everybody no. They can tell everybody what to do. They can kick people out. They can tell you, I need you on that half of the classroom while we teach the snatch. And so you're not getting a snatch warm up. It is what it is. Like that's that's part of being on the team. And um, so everybody knows they can do that and everybody knows they can be called up to do that. But it's only by request. And if the coach makes the wrong decision, then that's a follow up afterwards you know, we say, Hey, listen, that probably would have been a better day. I've had you pulled so-and-so in to help you out with that. Well, and that, and that's kind of what I was going to say about all of this. You know, if you see something where you felt like it might be right for you to step in a, like we've said, don't do it, but B, you know, get some data, whether it's a picture a video, like don't make it obvious. Like I'm spying on my coach, but make it so make it a teaching point, you know, make it, Hey, just so you know, I saw a couple of these things. Let me show you. Because A, sometimes your coaches will be a little defensive. So it's yeah. nice to have like visible proof. Like, no, no, here's what I'm talking about. Not a big deal, but. And then give them some feedback. You know, chances are, as the box owner, you are the more experienced one. You are the more knowledgeable one. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you're trying to develop. So 
use that as a, as a, as a tool and a means to get your coaches better without making them look bad. And in some instances, it is best to just let that scenario unfold. So yes, we want to be on time. We want everybody to have a good time. We want to have all those things, but sometimes the greatest learning tool is letting that person fall down a little bit, meaning like let their class run over and then let's talk about it afterwards. I do not know a coach ever at all that has never run over time. Like it's going to happen. So it's not the end of the world, but we need to discuss why. And I need to give this person some potential solutions so that that doesn't happen again and say, Hey, listen, it ran over, not the end of the world. Don't worry about it. But where you can get that time back is right here. When you're running this, take that out, move it over here, do that, shorten this up, do whatever, or predetermine those scaling options. And then you got all your five minutes back. And this is a, and this is a smoother class than what just happened. So learning experience, take it or leave it, you know? Yeah. And I think this is something you should be mindful of inside and outside of the gym. Like I said, I think, I think for some reason this day and age, like people just want to hear themselves talk. So that leads to the second question, which is like, yeah, I do think people just want to have their opinion heard, which is, which is fine. And, and, and I'm not even opposed to that, quite frankly. I just think there is a professional way to do it and an unprofessional way to do it. And the unprofessional way to do it is this peacocking thing where I decide that in order for me to look good, somebody else has to look bad. Right? Where why can't we just both look good? Right? Where I just let you do your thing. I'll help you out. I'll be a good teammate, bring you up. And now overall, the team is better instead of me stomping you down to show everybody that I'm the best coach and I know how to do things around here. And the reality is you're not that good of a coach because you haven't recognized that what you just did was terrible. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I'm trying, I'm thinking what I'm doing is best for the class, but really it was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. So, you know. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, I think big picture, you really shouldn't be doing it. You know, we talked about there's a time and a place, but nine times out of 10, if you're about to step on the coach's toes, if you're about to inject something in the class, take a deep breath and stop yourself from talking. I agree. There's just not a lot of positive that comes out of it. Most of it is negative, whether it's immediate negative or long-term negative. It's just... It's not helping. It's not helping anybody. It's not helping the athletes. It's not helping the coach. It's not helping your business. It's not helping the community. It's just selfish. I don't know how to say that. That's for you, not for it, anybody it, else. Absolutely. And if you really feel so inclined, grab somebody after class. Hey, I'd love to work with you on this, or I'd love to help you at another time, but not during that class, not on somebody else's watch. And Yeah, you know, I, don't this, I don't really know how anything else to add, but yeah, I agree. Let's wrap it up then. Don't step on your other coach's toes. As a box owner, it's important for you to convey that message to really grow that culture. So if you're a box owner, you can't do it if you want your coaches not to do it. And again, you're only devaluing your staff, which you should be working every day on growing their value, every day on making them the, the best coaches that you can have. They are the lifeblood of your community. So there you have it from Fern from Ackerman, don't step on other coaches' toes, leave it alone, stop talking, just get your own damn workout in and get the hell out of there. 
Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.